Well, last week I shared with you the story of Joseph and how Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Joseph. And he turned around and he ran. He got away from her. And you would have thought that when you do the right thing, that God will bless you and solve your situation and make your path straight and make things work out for you. So let's look at what actually happened in this situation as we begin our study this morning. So the reading is Genesis 39, verses 13 to 23. It says, When Potiphar's wife saw that he had left his robe and had run out of the house, she called to her house servants and said, Look at this. This Hebrew that my husband brought into the house is insulting us. He came into my room and tried to rape me, but I screamed as loud as I could. When he heard me scream, he ran outside, leaving his robe beside me. She kept his robe with her until Joseph's master came home. Then she told him the same story. That Hebrew slave that you brought here came into my room and insulted me. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his robe beside me. Joseph's master was furious and had Joseph arrested and put in the prison when the kings, where the king's prisoners were kept. And there he stayed. But the Lord was with Joseph and blessed him so that the jailer was pleased with him. He put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and made him responsible for everything that was done in the prison. The jailer did not have to look after anything for which Joseph was responsible because the Lord was with Joseph and made him succeed in everything he did. So Joseph was falsely accused and thrown into prison. Obedience to God is no guarantee that bad things will never happen to us. Have you ever done the right thing and been punished rather than rewarded for it? Has anyone ever lied or spread false rumors about you? Have you spent a long time in a place where you didn't want to be? Have you ever chosen to obey God, yet found that his promises didn't seem to come true in your life. That's the prison test. That's when we have to endure something for a long period of time that makes us feel trapped and feel as though our life is passing us by. Jesus said in John 16 verse 33, In this world you will have tribulation." And in Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27, Jesus told the story of a wise man who listened, obeyed, and built a house on a rock. And a foolish man who didn't listen and built his house on the sand. A wild storm came to both houses. Whether we believe in Jesus or not, storms will and do Come our way. So Joseph continued to do the right thing in prison. And soon he was put in charge of the prison. 
Genesis 39, verse 23, the Lord was with Joseph and made him succeed in everything he did. Joseph didn't let the unfairness of his situation stop God from doing a work in his life and through his life. It's interesting, though, that Potiphar was the captain of the guard. And the prison may have been under Potiphar, his former boss's, authority. In those days, the penalty for attempted rape was death. And the fact that Joseph wasn't sentenced to death and was put in prison may have indicated that Potiphar was quite aware of his wife's real nature and character. He may have suspected that she was lying. Potiphar also knew Joseph's character and may have put in a good word for him to the prison keeper. But it was Joseph's right choices in prison that led to his continued promotion. In Romans 5 verses 3 to 5, it gives us a formula for growing in character. Do you demonstrate godly character in your life? Often we go down this journey and it helps us to grow, to be more Christ-like. It says, but we also rejoice in our difficulties. When those difficulties come our way, rejoice in them. Now that's a bit of a contradiction, isn't it? You sort of say, well, that, you can say that, but when it comes to the reality, how can you rejoice in your difficulties? Knowing that difficulty produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We're to rejoice in our difficulties. Also in James 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And so trials produce patience, which keeps our heart right while we wait for that thing that we believe that God has for us. The testing of our faith develops patience. If we are joyful through our trials, we will grow through them. So for 13 long years. I mean, you can imagine if he was in prison for six months or a year. For 13 long years, it looked as though God had forgotten about Joseph in prison. It's interesting that when Samuel anointed David to be the king of Israel, it was 13 years before David became king. Saul, uh, Paul was made an apostle. It was 13 years before he went on his first journey as an apostle. Abraham and Sarah in the Bible waited for 25 years to have the son that God had promised them, Isaac. Moses waited 40 years in the wilderness before he stepped into God's destiny to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Have you anxiously waited for something that God has promised to you? How we deal with our difficulties 
can influence how long our trials last. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just pray over each other and impart godly character over us? It's not as easy as that, is it? It's not how it works. But character is developed through long periods of difficulty. You know, sometimes we see someone going through a trial and we rush in to rescue that person from the trial that God may be using to build their character. That person may have a problem managing their finances or in the way they relate to other people. They may be learning a lot through that trial. Sometimes if we rescue people, they don't learn that lesson that God has for them. The deeper we go into God's destiny for us, the greater the character that he requires of us. Trials reveal our character flaws and enable us to grow in godly character. So we see this happening in Joseph's life. Joseph had tremendous leadership ability, but God wanted to work on his character. In every situation Joseph was placed in, he rose to a position of authority. He was successful in everything, even as a slave, even as a prisoner. When we're gifted, it's very easy to rely on our gifts and abilities rather than to trust in God and rely on Him. It's during our trials that we develop a deeper understanding of who we really are in God. And so Romans 5 verse 5 tells us that character produces hope. The enemy attacks us with doubt, with hopelessness, despair. And Joseph could easily have become bitter in his situation. But when we keep our heart right, when we keep our focus on the Lord, and we learn to act and react under the pressure that is coming upon us, that reveals our real character. There's a verse in Proverbs 13 verse 12 that tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Have you ever hoped for something? You're really excited about this thing, you're looking forward to it, but it never happens. Those situations can make our heart sick. We can turn to disappointment and despair and discouragement. There may be people in a place like that here this morning. Sometimes when we're in those sort of situations, we need specialized help to get us out of it. But Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. If, you, if you're feeling trapped in a prison, if things aren't happening the way you want them to, Jesus can set us free. He has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. And so instead of feeling sorry for himself, Joseph kept his heart right with God. He could have easily just given up and become full of self-pity. Self-pity is 
We're so sorry for ourselves. We think about our situation all the time. We tell everyone we meet about how tough life is and how unhappy we are. Joseph could easily have become like that. But his hope was still in the Lord rather than his circumstances. Every day he looked for divine opportunities to serve God in prison. Let's read about what he did from Genesis 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they were upset. He asked them, Why do you look so worried today? He was aware of the needs of other people around him, and he ministered to those needs. We miss opportunities when we just focus on our own problems and we're unaware of the needs and difficulties that other people around us are going through. And so Joseph had special times with the butler and the baker who shared their dreams and their life stories with him. Let's read what Joseph said to the butler in Genesis 40 verse 12. Joseph said, this man had, had, a, had a dream. Both of these men had dreams, and they told Joseph about their dream. Joseph said, this is what your dream means. The three branches mean three days. In three days, the king will release you, pardon you, and restore you to your position." You will give him his cup as you did before when you were his wine steward. But please remember me when everything is going well for you. And please be kind enough to mention me to the king and help me to get out of this prison. After all, I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews. And even here in Egypt, I didn't do anything to deserve being put in prison. So Joseph asked the butler to remember him to the king when he got out of prison. But the butler forgot. And it wasn't another two years until Joseph got out of prison. Sometimes we try to manipulate the situation. Joseph may have tried to manipulate the situation by getting the butler to help him. Sometimes God is working through a situation and we have to go right through it. We try and do things to get out of where God wants us to go and wants us to do. God wanted Joseph to know that he was the one who promoted him and eventually delivered him from prison. God had to deal with Joseph's self-reliance before he could really use Joseph. Sometimes we think we can do everything in our own strength. God wants us to learn to rely on him. Whatever trial you may be in, hope is the reassurance that God is with us throughout that trial. You know, a lot of people talk about how in the end times there's going to be a move of God. But hope tells us that we're living in a move of God right now. 
We can thank God that he pours his Holy Spirit into our lives, into our hearts every day. But if we look primarily to the future, our hope is deferred. We become dissatisfied with, with what's happening around us now and that can cause our heart to grow sick. Hope is believing that God is working everything for our good right now. We can create our own personal revival by observing the needs around us, by ministering to people who have needs and praying for them and encouraging them and helping them through the crises they have in their lives. And so Romans 5 verse 5 goes on to tell us that hope does not disappoint. Hang on to that hope. Do what God's telling you to do right now. You will not be disappointed. In fact, hope does the opposite to disappoint. It creates divine appointments. Every day when you wake up, say to the Lord, what divine appointment do you have, me, have for me today? Take me to someone that I can have a significant conversation with. Someone that I can direct along that path towards you. God will give us opportunities to minister to others and God will transform our lives and the lives of others through our obedience to him. The main divine appointment in Joseph's life was to be the prime minister of Egypt. Wow, what an amazing destiny God had for him. But if Joseph's hope had turned to disappointment, he probably would have missed out on that appointment. In spite of all these people who messed up his life, he kept on doing the right thing. Even when others treat us badly and say false things about us, if we choose to do what is right, no one can stop us fulfilling God's destiny for our lives. We've already seen that Joseph had much in common with Jesus Christ. People talk about a person being a type of Jesus. And what happened to Joseph happened to Jesus in so many ways. For example, both Jesus and Joseph were falsely accused. And neither of them tried to defend themselves. Joseph was jailed with two prisoners. One who was set free, the other was condemned. Jesus was crucified between two thieves. One received forgiveness, one didn't. Joseph said, remember me to the butler, but the butler forgot. One thief said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus remembered him. And that very day, that man, that prisoner, that criminal, was with Jesus in paradise. Even when people let us down, our God is faithful and he never forgets us. So if you're going through a trial right now, be patient. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You may feel trapped or forgotten. What is your prison right now? 
When we step out and help others, our own problems feel less significant. And we find that God's character is formed in our lives. Slow down and appreciate the good things on the journey. No matter how unfair or difficult your situation, try and see things from God's perspective. Ask God, what are you doing here, God? What's your purpose in all of this? We can ask that question in relation to Christchurch today. We can say, where are you, God? What are you doing through this? We trust you, God. We know that ultimately this is all according to your will and you will cause all things to work together for good. And so we're looking for the good that is going to come out of this situation. Allow God to turn your brokenness into your greatest blessing. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Beginning of this year, we talked about the life of Adoniram Judson, who went through significant hardship. Unbelievable hardship. Lost two wives and eight children. Anyone else would have quit and given up. But he translated the Bible into Burmese and saw many, many thousands of people come to the Lord. What an incredible legacy that man has. I'm really looking forward to meeting him in heaven one day and having a chat to him because I really admire what he's done. So try and live in the present moment like Joseph did. Don't wait around for the future to happen. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2 For God says, At just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. And that word salvation means forgiveness of sin. It means healing of the sick. It means deliverance from demons. And quite clearly that man that shot up all those people. We, the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. Demonic forces were dominating that guy to come into a country that's not even his country, to shoot 90 people he doesn't even know, including women and children. He must have been so full of evil and hatred. What a terrible situation. But we've got to trust God through it. Jesus lives within us. We can carry his fullness and his likeness into every situation. And so let's step in to the fullness of what our Heavenly Father is doing right now in the same way that Joseph did. Ron Larson wrote, When we fully believe that now is our moment in the sun, we will shine for Him. We will stop living a life of mere hope for a sun, sometime that is out there in the future and start living in the radical now of God in the present. 
Imagine if we all started living in the radical now of God in the present, in the power of the Holy Spirit, under the guidance of our mighty God. May this be our aim here as a church, corporately and as individuals, for his glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your grace, that your grace is sufficient for anything we go through in life. Open our eyes to see your hand at work within our difficult circumstances. Lord, we confess our fear, our bitterness, impatience, and even our efforts to manipulate situations. And we ask for your forgiveness. Complete your work in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.